Happy Sunday, September 12th. Recording this at around 5.30 p.m. Iowa time in the beautiful Cyclone Fanatic home office in Bondurant. The Williams and Bloom podcast, as always, is presented by our friends at MechDine. The MechDine Corporation was good to see Chris Clover from MechDine on Friday night. Stopped by the old uh, camper after the dedication of the new athletic facilities. Bloom, you were at that event. How was it? Really neat. Really neat. That's what it's called, a dedication, the, right? Or, yeah, dedication, yeah. Okay. ribbon cutting for the Stark Performance Center. Did they actually cut a physical ribbon? They did. Okay. They did, yes. Where were that tradition started? I need to look that up. I, I have no idea. But uh, Richard Stark was the lead We should have done that for 712 Media. There's for, still uh, time. <laughs> do you want to do it in your basement? Yeah, like, what do the, we do? Just, actually, like, no. There's a, company, there's a company that was started by uh, an Iowa State person called Golden Openings. And that's what they do. They, they do the giant scissors and everything else. That's their. That's how they make a living. Apparently, with big scissors and big ribbons. Yep. And they just go around the country. It's a local company. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And they, and they do well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She does very well. Good nice for her. Nice lady. Yeah. Good for her. All right. Uh, Mechdine and the Mechdine Corporation. The fingerprints all over that new Iowa State football facility. It's pretty sweet. Uh, neat talking to Chris and the pride that he has and what his team did and the, the great job that they did. You can see some of the AV stuff even from the outside. Yeah. Like yeah. The main yeah. lobby. I there. noticed that last night when mm-hmm. I was pulling out. It's, I mean, yeah. It's really, really impressive. Stuff. Check them out at mechdine.com. Uh, right now it says, uh, speaking of ribbons, there's a ribbon across the top of their website that says, Celebrating 25 years of partnering with global clients to deliver innovative technology solutions and services. Mechdyne.com. Also, Bloom, I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking and GravitateCoworking.com. I'm looking forward. I haven't spent a lot of time uh, with Jeff Wood, the owner of Gravitate. Gravitate co-working. He had his birthday last week, too. Happy birthday, Jeff. Oh, happy birthday to Jeff. That's that's fantastic. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I. Um, he's going on our Vegas trip. Man, that's it really does sneak up on you. That's we leave Thursday? Yeah, we live... Um, we leave Thursday morning at 11. We're doing the charter with our friends from Cyclone Liquors. Um, it's been sold out for months. And then we got good times. We're leaving at Thursday at or Thursday at eleven, and coming back Sunday at one. So everybody will be all hungover, <laughs> but late enough at yeah. yeah. So that'll be good that'll though. Be they good can sleep see. in, and yeah, it'll be good to good to see Jeff on that. Can't wait to get there. GravitateCoworking.com. Check them out for all of your coworking needs, uh, with locations Midtown, Downtown, Cedar Falls, and also in Jefferson. With that, we're going to scrap English for one day and play a little Green Day to start today's show because I feel like it's a very appropriate song. Man. I'm sorry, but this is when I woke up today. Like, I, did, I didn't want to get out of bed. Summer has come and passed The innocent can never I apologize to English for bumping him. Wake me up when September ends Like my father's come to pass Seven years has gone so fast Wake me you know, it's up funny. when September It's literally been seven years since Iowa State beat Iowa in football. Here comes the rain again 
To be honest, I uh, I can't even drink Cody Road today because I don't know what it would do to me. <laughs> Honestly, like I <laughs> I drank so much Cody Road last night after I got home, so I had to switch today. We always like to we always have a beverage while we do the podcast. Podcast. I can't even talk. talk today. I'm so tired. <laughs> Just being honest with our audience. The last one of those month, days. Well, the last month has been the longest. I gotta get Vegas over with this charter. Say and then going gonna, to Vegas may not yeah, help no, your, your Well, I'm excited situation. for I'm excited for Vegas, but it's just been a grind. So I've been drinking beer today, and there's. We'll, we'll just let Hank take it away. This is this will sum up all of our thoughts. There's a tear in my beard Cause I'm crying for you, dear You are on my lonesome mind The sun didn't even come up today. No, it didn't. It literally didn't come up. (laughs) How many people texted me that or whatever? Yes, I'm like, okay, we'll prove it. (laughs) It's cloudy. And it didn't. And then I'm like, okay, well, the Vikings season's starting. They have three false starts and a holding in their first offensive possession. So tell me again, like, when is this sun coming up? Yeah. Well. I promise we're going to get more into this. Yeah, we will. But, like, come on. Like, we're just like you guys. Just we're commiserating. Pretty de- I'm, I'm appreciative of you wearing your Cyclones versus the World shirt. I felt appropriate today. Yeah. If there's ever a time to wear that shirt, it's now. The, some of the bandwagon. The bandwagon's a little less full. Which is okay. We've been in this situation before, everybody. September, man. I mean, it's just, you know. It really is incredible, thought, the September thing. I thought Jack made a good point. He's like, what for last night? He said, you, it's not a huge step back, but it's not a huge step forward either. Yeah, you can't take that like step just, forward like you wanted it to. It would have been a big step forward if you win that game for several different reasons. You, now I was the one in the top five. You're not. And, and it does, like, and let's be honest, it does the, make it worse that it's them. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Yeah. No, if that's, if that's 10th ranked Oklahoma. Yeah. It doesn't feel the same in my opinion. Although, and I get, I get it. Okay. If it's Oklahoma, that's a conference game. And that's really, that's been the goal is a big 12 championship, but it's still, it still stings. So I was saying this, I was thinking about this last night. I didn't sleep. I stayed up drinking whiskey, watching UNLV football. Mm-hmm. As one does. Which, like any normal human being does. And then I watched with my fast forward unit the Iowa State game again. I'm a, Why would you do that? I am a masochist. I saw enough in person. <laughs> I did it because I want to bring it for our audience. Oh, that's Brent. appreciated. I couldn't stomach and it. I, so I'm going on like no sleep, but that's okay. Um, I don't even know where I was going with this. What was I going to Oh, it's like the anti-McCarney era. That we're living in. <laughs> yeah. I will make this statement, and it is 100% true. This is the greatest time in history to be an Iowa State football fan. Oh, Still, there's no question. Like, so I want like that to be the preface to all of this. I am not down on the Matt Campbell era. I, it's, I still think they're going to have a great year. A 10-2 type season is still very possible. I had them 9-3, 10-2 the whole way. So mm-hmm. like for my yeah. expectations, not everybody had those. We all have different ones. That's where I nine and three, ten and two. At, right there with Vegas. I thought yep. that that would be. We knew Iowa would be a bit of a toss up because it always is. The Oklahoma game, you're a significant dog. 
and you leave room to potentially slip up along the way. That gets it, you at ten and two, right? And nine the, and three. And the Big Twelve hasn't exactly lit the world on fire Correct. outside of Oklahoma, and even then, they haven't looked great. Texas is who I thought they were. Yeah, they they proved that last yeah, night. Yeah, I, I I picked that one. I I played I played Arkansas on the money line there, and I'm glad that I did. And TCU look, had looked a little shoddy against Cal. Oklahoma State on. hasn't looked nope. good. So, lot lot left on the table. Um, but it it, it really is. It's like the anti Carney era. You think back. Yeah. And it even became such a, it was always the whole like, oh, it's your Super Bowl thing with Iowa fans. But then it became a critique of McCarney even over the years because he would win that game and not do anything else. I mean, even Chiswick did that. Chiswick had a year like that. Yeah. And Chiswick beat Iowa in That was the Philip Bates year. 2007, his first year. Um, After losing to Northern Iowa, I believe. Yes, that is correct. In week one. That is correct. Um, Actually, they lost to Kent State. Oh, week okay. One. That was a you Julian and I, Edelman year. You and I in week two, they're right. 0-2 We thought they were game. going 0-12. Yeah, and they beat Iowa with the Shaggy game. Mm-hmm. That was 0-7. Shout out to our friend Chad yeah. Winterbore. I sat with him at that game. Did you? Yeah, we got. That was a disaster. It's a lot of field goals. I, uh, I, I was at the point in my career where I was kind of like in between all the stuff I was doing. I was just blogging for Paul Clark at the time. So you could, you could, so have I, a yeah. Time. I was like, well, why am I going to go sit in the press box when I'm not really covering the game? And I can just, I was just covering recruiting at that point in my career. And that was a blast. Yeah. I remember, I'll never forget that day. Um, but we yeah. really are. We're living yeah. in a world where it's like, I still like, listen, there's a lot of questions. We're going to get to all of them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think this team sucks. Like we we still know these guys are good football players. These are good coaches. We've seen this September struggle before. It's maddening. Like it makes me want to pull the little hair I have on my head out. It makes me want to go and put my head through that beautiful wall that I've been renovating all summer. Yeah. I want to break that television in my office. I I really do. I want to break it. I'm serious. It's I want to shatter it. But I still have faith that they're going to have a good season. Now, what does a good season mean? That'll all depend on again your individual expectations. But we are in an it's the anti McCarney era. That is that is a really interesting point because you know, how many years did Dan start and even Paul start three and even four and and then there's the wheels came Paul's up. Paul's a good point. I'd hadn't but he it was very much because he he had a lot of success versus Iowa. He well he won in well, let's see he Early. won in 11 and 12 and 14. Mm-hmm. So he was especially as an underdog though. Yeah. Like he yeah. Yeah. But then the wheels would come off because Iowa State didn't have the depth. It uh, Iowa State has depth. So I think ultimately that will help them as the year went on. It also Chris it helped them during the COVID year because one they had the depth, but two, they, they were pretty good outside of that Louisiana game with the COVID situation. It actually worked to their benefit last year. So I do anticipate Iowa State will get better as this year goes on, but the frustrating part about college football, maybe more than any other sport, is you lose a game in September like that. You know, when you're a playoff contender, arguably, in the preseason, and now it's going to be really hard to get there. If you beat Oklahoma twice and you go 12-1, and one, yeah, you're going to have a, a chance. But this eliminates any any real margin of error for Iowa State. And it just sticks in your crawl a little bit that it's Iowa again. And so even if you have a really good season, Chris, like you're saying, you go 10-2, and two, 
there will still be that lingering part of, oh, yeah, but and it's you didn't beat Iowa. The state we live in. And that's, and that's why. That's why. I mean, how, how often do we remind Iowa fans about arguably their best year under Ference in 2002? And it was Iowa State who beat them. And they probably would not have gotten into the BCS championship, but they would have been on the on the on the bubble there. And yet, we're the ones who who beat them. So um, that's something that Iowa fans can now hold over you for at least another twelve months. And if it's a really good year, uh, perhaps for longer, because it, that that could be the loss that prevents you from from doing something extra special this year. And you know, you come into this year, you're ranked sixth. Like you, this table was set to do great things, and now we're two games into this, and it's all—it's frustrating because you you have these expectations that haven't been met. Defense has been great, but offensively and special teams, just a lot left on the table that um, you didn't think you'd have this year. Good point. Um, let's talk about the game itself, and then we'll move on to the future. Uh, as Iowa State is a thirty-point favorite over UNLV, even after the loss. I would play Iowa State. This feels like a Louisiana game from a couple years back. This is going to be a – I don't know, man. I, I will say this, a little insider stuff. But from from what I've heard inside the program, the players took yesterday especially hard. Like that, that, that locker room was just absolutely deflated after that game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of expect it, but it's it's yeah, nice but to like, hear, I guess. It, well, I'm not, I don't even know if I'd say it's it's nice to hear, but my the the point being, like I I do think that they will bounce back. I think that this will be a razor sharp type of week of practice. Not that the other ones haven't. I don't know, mm-hmm. but my point is, like as we say, it's the anti McCarney era. I don't want to like even have leave it open for somebody to put it in my mouth that they didn't care about it, right? Like, that sure. they don't no, put focus on it because they wanted to win this game. Absolutely. This was a big game. And why did they fall short? Um, I'm not a football genius, but Brent, the tiring part for me as I watch these Iowa-Iowa State games these days under Campbell, I feel like you're just playing right into Kirk Ferentz. Like... They play a similar style of ball. I think Iowa State had success back in the day because Iowa State was so unique to what Iowa saw on a weekly basis. And they would spread them out, and they would do all this stuff that made Iowa uncomfortable. Hmm. I feel like Iowa State is just... It's a team very similar to them. Brett Meyer and I kind of disagreed on this, but he's smarter than me. Sure. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. But I, I don't think it was a fluke that the offense had success in the final minute of the second quarter because they were running with tempo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I don't understand. Again, again, I understand why you want to slow things down and do it the way Iowa State does against Oklahoma, against even TCU, like uh, Oklahoma State, State, right? Yeah. Because they don't like it. That makes them uncomfortable. Texas. Yeah. Well, look what Arkansas did to Texas. Doing Yes. Against Iowa, you're doing exactly what they want. And you speed things up, and they play with a faster tempo than they have all season. Not, you know, two games. So it's not a lot. Sure. And you march right down the field and score a touchdown at the end of the half. And I don't understand why, in this game, Iowa State continues to play that at that turtle pace. I get it in the Big 12. Like, I, it makes sense to me. But if you look at the personnel, you have the personnel to play fast if you need to. And it, that's what's frustrating to me. I just, like... 
I think Iowa looks at Iowa State right now and goes, okay, well, if you're going to go, if you're going to try and play our style, because that is their style. They've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. We've been doing it for four. Yep. Not even that, because Matt has really adjusted things based off of his personnel, which is what makes him a good coach. But in this game, they try and do it the same way. And I, I don't know, like... Iowa State has really good players and really good guys. But in that style, Iowa's better because that's just what they do, right? Yeah, does no, does it, this it, point it, make sense? I'm does. rambling. No, but. it does. But So then the, the question is, yeah. how much do you change who your identity for is game. for one game? I get it. You've been working on the same system now for since Tom Manning came back in 2019. Do you just flip? Flip it for this game. Go spread. You know, do more of your three receiver, four receiver stuff, and spread Iowa out. When your identity's been in those tight ends, I get it. And Brees Hall, but the tight ends aren't even relevant right well, now. Well, and and Charlie's clearly not all the way healthy, which is a, is a. I wonder he, if you even play him on Saturday. I, I don't know either. I mean, he he fought and he was there in the last drive too. So he, didn't he want to be taken out. Yeah, he was seen on the field just a. Mess. I felt terrible for him because yeah, he's. You can well, tell, man. Like he he's being hindered and like yeah, that sucks. And he comes back. He could be in the NFL right now. You get an injury, fluke deal. Yep. Now you're fighting through. You hope you don't. It doesn't hold him back. You feel for all those guys that elected to come back. And I know for a fact beating Iowa was one of those reasons why. Yes. I mean, they wanted the special season. Could still gonna have a special season, but that's it's one thing in the in the in the belt now that you won't get. Um but yeah, so it's, I, and I, I, I had the same thought yesterday. It's like I think you need to just you need to speed them up, and I think right now, specifically Purdy is really stuck between his I think his instinct to be the gunslinger Brett Favre type that he was as a freshman, and this game manager identity that they kind of have him in now, and I think he's in a really tough spot of he's really. Not quite sure what he is. And I it, agree. You know, you know, does that mean? It, especially when you go back. Well, maybe you're not going to do it because you're not a masochist, masochistic. Mas- masochist? Well, masochist masochistic is what individual? I am. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Why not? It works. When you watch the tape back, there's like four important plays in the first three quarters. Brock, run. Yep. Yep. And then and even, he doesn't. And he, he, the amount of throwaways he had yesterday that he could have run for five to eight yards. It, but the flip side of me says, yeah, but no, I know. Look this at is the good. Tur- Give me the flip side. Look at the turnovers of that he had, even when he was being a game manager. And now some of I agree deflected. with you. I think that he he's got like an identity crisis I, right now. He either he just seems like the guy is best when it's carefree and he's not overthinking, and it's more of that. Mahomes style backyard football, but yet you've been really good in this identity of run the ball with Brees Hall, who's an all American back. Use your big tight ends and pummel people. Brees that, Hall looked better after his fumble than he had all yeah, year. He for did. what it's worth. Yeah, I thought he did too. So I think I don't I, know if that was a wake up call or what, but it'll be super interesting to me. We're at a crossroads for this offense because in one light, you. Two of the last three years with this same style, Iowa State has set school records in in points and yards. Two of the last three years. They were in the top 30 in 19 and in 20 in uh, 
in total points nationally, which is really good for Iowa State. But yet, now you're at this point and you face two really strong run defenses. And I think that's really throwing Iowa State off. I mean, in their perfect world, they would have Brees Hall getting 25 carries, 175 yards, and then that sets up the pass game. But because the run has been stuffed to a large extent, and they just haven't been able, either Brock's limitation throwing the ball downfield or whatever it is with the route designs, they have not found anything downfield, and you're just kind of stuck in the middle here, and it's not been productive. And so here we are, and we're everyone's frustrated on the offensive end. So either Purdy's got to get better at throwing that deep ball or just take the weight off his shoulders and unleash it, or perhaps it's something entirely else wrong with Brock that we don't know about. But I have not heard anything about injuries or anything. But Chris, to me, it just seems like there's a bit of an identity crisis starting with the quarterback. Yeah, and then, I mean, I'll throw Tom Manning in this too. Like, I, I don't understand the tempo thing against Iowa. Like, I with Bloom, they bring like 20 starters this year. But they year. didn't. But, when, when did they have the opportunity to run tempo? Like, they didn't have enough first downs consecutively to do I it. I know, but like, when you're, I don't know. I'm a big proponent of catching people off guard. Do Like, if this game is as big of a deal as we all want it to be and think it is, and like winning this, like, I just, you can't, again, I do the same thing. That's what Iowa does. They're the masters at this board. How many yards did they have? You put out that tweet last night. 173. They had 173 yards and kicked our ass. (laughs) I mean, it's a crazy thing to say, but that was not, the game was not in doubt. Listen, again, like this is my opinion on this game. I think the season's going to be fine. This is my opinion on this game, and I just think that, you know, maybe in a, I, I I will say this: I'm a little disappointed in the offensive line's performance thus far compared to what I expected. Sure, I thought going into this year with Iowa's new, fairly newcomers up front on defense, yep. that this would be the year where Iowa State physically could match them. And so, was that the thought then? Maybe you know, you're kind, maybe. you know, yeah, maybe they're, they're thinking, okay, we can still with our. But I think it was pretty clear after two quarters. I thought after that second quarter they were going to gum out guns a blazing in the third quarter. Yeah, and you know what really they, cha- they kind of did on that interception. Which yeah, so what changed the game was that Purdy. I mean Hutchinson's enough open. There was a little tug on the jersey too, by the way. Yeah, that didn't get called. Brock missed it. He missed it. I mean, yeah. So that play was huge in the game, and then you get the ball. What is it? Fourteen to ten or thirteen? Thir- Fourteen. The to freaking 10. punter. Yeah, but so you're backed up again, and Hall tries to make an extra effort, and he fumbles the ball, and the game changed at that point. Like that, those two things where you got two guys, two All Americans, two of your best players trying to do too much, and Purdy underthrows, poor throw, interception, and then the fumble recovered for a touchdown. At that point, it was a nearly insurmountable lead. Once it got to a three score game, it was over. It it, It was a formality. So this is the thing. It's like. You're looking at the rest of the year, and yeah, the, the offense has not been productive. Do you totally flip everything that has no. worked the last two years no, against the Big 12? Yeah, that's not my point. Yeah. My point is specifically about For this Iowa. game. And, and I, I get that. I understand that. And but It's I, just this game that I'm talking about right now. We'll do, we'll do going forward. It, but it is. It's, it's very frustrating because your defense was lights out. They allowed two plays in that entire game. Two out of the 65 Iowa ran. Iowa State got the best in that in ninety percent of those plays on the defensive end, and you still lose by double figures. Like it just 
that should not happen. And then you throw in the special teams meltdown with not catching the punt when you had three guys back there and just the inequity of the punters. And these little things that we've talked about all summer is like, we got to be better in these situations. And it's still, I was still in the, in a, in a thing that's preached about the margins. Iowa was way better in the margins. I was punter. Won him the game. He was great. He was fantastic. Punting and the turnovers. And I, I, you know what? Phil Parker, dude, Hay- that, Haycock gets a lot of credit yeah. as he should. Phil Parker, those two, we may have two of the better two of the top defensive five. coordinators in the nation. I mean, you got to tip your cap to Iowa, too. Absolutely. And that's where I would go next with this conversation. We'll do that right now after the break. That's the best defense that Iowa State will play this season. I don't think that's a big stretch like that. No, no, it might. Uh, the Iowa defense. That, that's the best defense Iowa State will play this year. They are probably a top. I think Iowa State's is two. They're both top five, top ten defenses in the nation. Iowa State's defense was lights out yesterday. Zero. It's, it's still a top ten defense. Zero to pick on with that. Nothing. I mean, you, you, you'd, you'd stuff the run again. You held them to, what, 55 yards on the ground. 2.9 yards I mean, per it was play. just silly good defense. The one great throw by Petrus. He had one great throw for a touchdown. The kid a made a great throw. catch. Yep. And then, um, you know, the one third and 15. Those are the two plays. That's it. So that's why it's like you look at this, and yeah, you want to jump off the bandwagon if you want, but that defense is going to keep you in every single game this year. I ain't jumping you, off no bandwagon. You just, Don't look at me. No, when I know. You say but I'm just saying, like, I, I've heard from a couple people that, oh, we're not going to go to Vegas anymore because. Why? I don't know. That's ask, insane. Ask them that. That is insanity. But okay. it's, but I, I, I Clones still, are in Vegas. I'm there. This, this could be the worst team in program history. Yeah, that's true. I'm there, regardless of the yeah. team. Yeah, but again, it's a, it's a, it's a team that's going to play in a lot of one possession games, two possession games, and this one, you, when you lose four nothing in the turnovers, you're just not going to win. Um, are you good on that game? Yeah, it's just one. It's frustrating because oh, we need can, to talk about Brock getting benched. Well, yeah, what what any any future ramifications there? I mean, I, my gut the whole time. When Meyer, I was, my, Brett Meyer called out Campbell was not a fan of it. Yeah, well, and Brett had a similar. He absolutely did. House, you know, with Austin or not? Yep. Back in the day, and, and to this day, I don't think Brett really deserved that. But I understood what Chizik was doing. But Brett was. You know, one of the better quarterbacks in the history of this program had given his heart and soul to everything. I and it it was not Brett Meyer's fault that that team was losing. No, no, it was not. Um, Brock is clearly off. Right, yeah, a lot going on in his head right now. I I actually defend Campbell here. Okay, but I'm not coming at it from a player standpoint. Like, Brock was not going to win you that game yesterday. Anybody watching that, he was spinning. And we've seen Brock struggle and kick out of it. It was going into the fourth quarter. Like, he was was done. My critique would be, why are you still running the slow tempo in the fourth quarter? Why are you still hiking the ball with five seconds left on the play clock? That doesn't make any sense. it, it, It doesn't make... I don't care who the quarterback is. You're down three scores against a team that plays like a tortoise, why are you waiting until five seconds left to snap the football? So that would be my critique of coaching, not pulling the quarterback. Mm -hmm. I will defend them for going to Deckers 
because Brock, I mean, again, like he didn't have it yesterday. You're looking for any sort of a spark you can get. But I thought the whole time, and I tweeted this when it happened, this is not a quarterback competition. No. This is like they're doing this to find a spark. Brock is clearly not doing it right. It it sucks. Like, I don't think Matt ever wanted to do that. But part of the reason college game day is there and there's this new is Brock Purdy. This kid from Arizona shows up and solidifies your quarterback group just look for at four his, years. Look at his amount of wins. He's the best quarterback in the history of Iowa State football. Statistically, I mean, if you're going like player for player, Cynical Wallace would have a argument, but whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I, I don't – I say this because I know how close Matt and Brock are. I guarantee you there was a conversation before that even happened where Matt explains himself to, I just, I can't see this like causing a rift or anything like that. Having said that, if they go out to Vegas and struggle, you know, I, Deckers is really good. If you talk to people within the program, he's really good. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. 11 yep. for 16. Yep. A lot of zip on the football, but I don't blame him for yesterday. And I, the reason I say that is because I know the relationship between player and coach. Brock is a captain. Brock is a leader. The team's not going to give up on him, nor should they. We've seen this before. Brocktober, right? We literally have shirts printed about yep. it. Uh, I, I think he'll snap out of it. I think he'll be fine. I don't think this is a quarterback controversy, but I'll defend what they did yesterday. I'm I, I'm kind of indifferent. Like, I, if they would have stayed with Brock, I wouldn't have been like, put in Dick Deckers. Deck, like, right. I, I, sure. Yeah. But... He clearly didn't have it. He was spinning at that point in time. Iowa's defense had messed with his head. And, and if you look at it, it wasn't just him that got Everybody pulled. got pulled. Yeah. Other than the line, really. <laughs> yeah, the line like, was... The whole team was new. Yeah. Uh, Hall got... I mean, how much Sanders had that whole drive for the most part? Brees got yanked had. right after the fumble, fumble the series yep. after Brock came in. Yep. So, and then even, you know, on the defensive end, uh, Freeler, both Freeler got a bunch of snaps. And the Miles Purchase got in there. I mean, they they got a lot of young guys reps in that game, and so and they all did well, which is encouraging. You know, when you look at the the cupboard beyond this year. I mean, there is some talent in the program, which we've been, we've been saying all along. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't this have isn't going to be a go from nine and three to two and ten type deal. I, I didn't have a problem with it because I agree, and I think Brock's one of those guys that would say. You know, I don't want to be taken out of this game because he's a competitor, but at the same time... He'll you know, say, I played like shit. Yeah, right. That's Brock. And so it, he's not a baby. He's not a whiner. But it's also... it's. I don't think it's this... He is such a resilient guy that he will bounce back from it. He's dealt with some stuff in the past, too. Always bounce back from And I think he'll be fine. He'll play well on Saturday. Hopefully the offense then gets the confidence it needs going forward. And, and this is just a, blip, just a blip on the radar. But yeah, I didn't. I did not have a problem with it in the heat of the moment. I also don't think it's a quarterback controversy either. So we, we agree there. Now, if it continues to happen where he's then, throwing, then you got to have a Then you got to do it. Like you cannot yeah. turn the ball over, and you have to start hitting some of those deep throws. That, and the other point too is the okay. So I'm critiquing it a bit in this game, but like if this is going to be your gameplay, your your style, which it is, you can't have a guy turning it over at that rate. You can't win that way. Correct. 
Yeah, you so can't. It's not possible. Like this. That's why, like Spencer Petras, I don't think he's very good. But for Iowa, he might be great because he's not. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. You hand the ball off. You do you, a couple play yeah, actions. You know, like it is what it is. So he, for for them, it works. Iowa State needs a guy. You cannot turn the ball. You can't be a walking turnover. You just can't. And that's been since his freshman year. The the Purdy has just turned it over. A little bit too much last year and this year. And, and the and big caught play, some breaks against yeah. some bad teams like yeah. Baylor. I mean, any other Baylor team, you lose that game. You probably do. Yeah, so I think I think he'll bounce back. But at the same time, it's like, listen, nobody's nobody's above the program here. And just because you put up all these stats, if you're throwing, you know, three interceptions in a game, you know, th- th- this isn't you know this isn't uh, Tom Brady out there. I think you for sure start him against UNLV. Oh, there's no question. If no he's held, like. Yeah, maybe he's hurt. I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything. But, yeah. He looked fine. He looked, yeah, he looked okay. He got banged up a couple times just trying to make a tackle. For, for what things, it's but. worth, I think this is good insight. Deckers was warming up like two possessions before that. Yes. So, like, I don't know if Brock got his bell rung or like. And they won't tell us what happened no. there. But uh, I, we're on we're on the exact same page. There it's are not, people in that pro. They'll openly lie to you about injuries just to keep like, <laughs> and I love them. That's just their style of doing it. So if Brock is, we will not know. They don't. They don't have to tell anybody. Unlike the NFL. Yeah. So which that, I think that should change with gambling, but that's a whole other deal. It, it, it was nice just to know that you know Deckers. Deckers is capable. Should something happen, but I think he's more fi- than capable. Fifteen's your quarterback. For what it's worth, I've heard he's been awesome, but I'm not trying to start that either because I, I think as good as Deckers has been. Brock still has the moxie and the mental capacity that is worth a lot, especially when you're playing this type of ball. I just think it'll be an interesting week and an interesting couple of weeks of, you know, what does this offense do? do they do they stay in that same methodical style that really won them the Fiesta Bowl? Yeah, that that physical, or do they try and speed it up, open it up a little bit more, and you know, put up some more yards, thus more points. But again, you know, Matt's always been about balance with his team. The offense feeds off the defense and vice versa. And you have this dominant defense. So do you really want to get in some of these shootouts with Big 12 teams? And this is a question that's a philosophy. They've leaned more towards the ball control stuff. But if you're not moving the ball well enough doing that, do you, do you shift that, that theory and go a different route and put up more points? But then that could also mean more time on the field for your defense and the unintended consequences there. So it's 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 a weird identity crisis here in September 12th. All right, we'll talk UNLV when we come back. All right, the uh, the Rebels are 0-2. They were only down by four at a top 25 Arizona yeah. State program last night. Yeah. They're really not very good, though. Um, that's my quick scout. <laughs> I was half in the bag, as Dan McCarney once said. Um, watching this football game. Um, a- another notable point here, uh, the McIlvain kid from you and I got benched on the West Did Coast he? last Did, night. What was that score? I didn't even see a score. Northern Iowa won against Sacramento State 34-16. to They were losing at half. And then this kid, Theo Day, came in. Uh, shout out to our friend Josh Betts. He texted me. Okay. He was up late That's listening. That's the Michigan State kid. Uh, he came in and threw four touchdown passes, four possessions in a row in the second half. So, I mean, it's not like the McIlvain kid 
torched Iowa State or anything, no. so I don't no, think it not. really matters. But I guess I'm glad Theo Day didn't play <laughs> last week. I mean, my dad said this to me this morning. Iowa State's like a play away from being 0-2. Yeah. Yeah, although... The- Okay, yeah, we won't go. Yeah, Let's yeah. not go there. No. Not going to go there. Maybe two and one, two and one, and the start of the Big Twelve is pretty favorable. It is. I mean, we could easily be sitting here two weeks from now, the, four and one, and everybody's happy. UNLV, I would say, will outnumber the UNLV fans ten to one. <laughs> How many? What do you think? Twenty five thousand Iowa State fans? No, more than that. You think it's gonna be more than that? Yeah. Okay, twenty five thousand. I say twenty five thousand to ten thousand for UNLV. You have ten for them. I had yeah. five. No, they'll have ten. Okay, five to one. Friends and family, at least in Vegas, get you at least ten. Five to one. It's yeah, four okay. to one. Some it's going to be an Iowa State crowd, and they they don't. I was just looking at their numbers. Poor defensively. Give up 480 they're yards per small. game. That small. That was the thing. That, like watching them on TV, yeah, they, they're you, tiny. If you can't run the ball on these guys. Like, I do think, and this this is the point I wanted to make. I think this is the worst possible start to a season for the Iowa State offense against quality defenses. Yes. The Brinkman kid for you and I is an NFL player. And they were physical and they did everything well. And then Iowa is one of the best defenses. So that in and of itself, the quality of defense you're playing makes you look worse and can cause an identity crisis. You should be better than you've shown. However... I think this is a way to get healthy, and this should be a game where you rush for 250 yards and everybody feels a lot better. Uh, you and I defense for six turnovers last night. That's really good. Like yeah. uh, it's not. It, They're better than a lot of Big 12 defenses. I, yeah, I truly said, believe so, that. So I think but. if this if the schedule was a little bit different, right, where you start you started UNLV and then you played Kansas and you put up 45 points in each of those games, you probably feel you feel better even if you didn't have as much production against Iowa, you and I, but the way it has started, it makes you think that something is drastically wrong with the Iowa State offense, but I believe it'll get better. I do too. And, uh, you know, it's always a time, it's a timing and precision offense. Now we wish they could just still bully people. They're not quite there yet. They're getting closer to being able to bully people, but they, nobody bullies Iowa on the ground. You don't in 20 years. Nobody's really bullied Iowa running the ball. And so to beat Iowa, you got to spread them out. Which or do, is not what Iowa State yeah, did. But they don't, and they didn't do it, but I don't know if they can. And so it's just like, put that in the past. Now you're focused on the next <laughs> 10. I was trying to I pick. know. I just, I'm so frustrated. F- focus on the next 10. Get healthy. <laughs> you're right. It gets Every, you an like, LV. You can, you can literally still win the Big 12 and go to the Sugar Bowl, and it's a great year. Yeah, it's one of the best years. You, I, can, you can still have the best season in Iowa State I, history. I, it's I, all in front of you. I, and Iowa State still has a chance to do that because the defense is so freaking good that... You're gonna be you're gonna be there every single time, and I think that's the encouraging part. This Rose, isn't, this Rose and Hummel, man, God, it's, uh, lights out. I see. What about great. The, what about those guys? Zach who came Peterson. In? Zach Peterson had maybe his best game ever. What about um, Vaughn? Vaughn and Davis good. when they yeah. came in, like it, Horn it's so good, well. man. Like that. Timothy King had a really good game. TJ Tampa was great. Yep. Singleton made some plays. Singleton, man, he was big time. So I mean, you you just keep looking at it, and you allow. So I, the stat I don't know if people saw it on Twitter. Teams that have allowed 173 yards or less have lost only four times. Yeah, since I 2017. saw. Uh, I saw Hawkeye great Wade Looking Bill called you out. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. What is Wade Looking Bill's problem? He called me out about something like a year uh, ago. You know, he he 
play basketball. Does he? Is he? What is his job? Like it, I he, don't know. I think he's in sales. Okay. He is not affiliated with the university. Other than he's probably doing a lot of pump fakes still. Is that his thing? Well, I, I've never Jess, seen him. Him play. and Jess Settles did a lot of the pump fakes. Did he play with Jess? I, I think he was. I think he was in that era. Maybe a little bit before. He had to be before because yeah. I watched all of Jess's I got, games. I got dunked on by Wade Looking Bill on what, Twitter. Why I, is but, Wade Looking Bill like <laughs> Iowa Twitter's like? Why does Wade Looking Bill follow me? Yeah, like I. And he he's clearly aware of you. Yeah, you know he does because he, he he got like kind of semi personal like with, with your brand. He just he kind of Vince Carter dunked on me in the. He did that to me last year. Yeah, it's like bro, Iowa State's zero and fifteen in basketball. What are you? <laughs> it's fine. I I I don't. It doesn't. No, he's bother just kind of mouthy. Cool. That's my thing. Like I never hear from it, Wade Looking Bell unless he's bitching about. It'd something. be like uh, I'm trying to find a good comparison. It'd be like if. If Greg Hester <laughs> for Iowa State just mixed it up with, I just uh, you know Scott Doctorman or something. Those are the guys that are the worst though, because they only show up when things are bad. Like it's not, you know what I mean. I know. I was waiting for it after the game. They, you, if it but makes the them thing feel is, better. I made a point too, similar to that. You weren't insulting. Either. No, I said it was, it was a compliment. Great. To win that way I, is impressive. It's not an insult. How do people not understand that? Know. It's it's they're, the fringe though. Yeah, they're that looking is, for. It's Look, literally their brand. Looking for a reason to uh, to dunk on somebody, but no, but it just doesn't happen very often. When your defense is that lights out and you lose the game, it's four times since twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what Iowa does. And so three. This is this will make uh, three of the last four games against Iowa. Iowa State has outgained Iowa significantly. Lost because you lose the turnover battle wow. and you're bad in the margins. Yep. Like that's so, it. Like that. Figure that's, that out. But so one interesting thing for you and LV. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I was forward. about to respond to Looking Bill, but it's just like it's you know what? It's not worth it. Like it's just. Do you, do you remember the name Tate Martell, the uh, five star recruit originally went to Ohio State and then bounced to Miami. Yeah. yeah. He may start on Saturday for you and LV. A quarterback. Yeah. That's not ideal. He's he has not done a thing. Well, I in don't his college career. Until, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the old Iowa Staters creeping. <laughs> I'm thinking Tate, of like Tate Martell, the five star. I'm, I'm thinking of Chase Daniel. I'm thinking I, of I, Brian Luke. I'm thinking of uh, all these guys who have started their first game. <laughs> uh, what's the old uh, Rick Pitino quote? Uh, Tate Martell's not the guy to walk through that door. Like, hey, don't worry about Tate Martell. I. Uh, it was funny because I'm I'm a I'm sick. I was listening to the UNLV Arizona State game on the way home last night. Because, you know, I had to tear down the camper and everything, so it was late by the time I got home. Yeah. And I, we're all pulling in the driveway. My parents, they stayed at their house. My wife, we're all pulling in the driveway at the same time. Everybody's pissed off. They all want to go to bed. Me, I just wanted a beer. Yeah, and don't talk to anybody. We all got out of the car, and I go, well, got good news. Uh, UNLV is only down four at top 25 Arizona State. This is awesome. <laughs> you are a masochist. It'll be it'll go extremely well on Saturday. I saw a lot of it. It's like, oh, Iowa State's favored by 30. Bet the house on UNLV. Do you think if we hi- tried to hire Wade Looking Bill, he would, if I paid him, like, you, we could just get him to come on and critique Iowa State? <laughs> just be the, uh, the ombudsman. Um, you mentioned settles, by the way. Top five human being I've ever met in my nice life. Nice guy. I absolutely adore Jess Settles. He is the most classy, kind. He texts me all the time about Iowa State stuff. 
has no reason to. He is an absolute grade A individual. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay. I don't want Iowa State fans ever giving him a hard time because well, he fair. and he genuinely. When he used to do our show on Mondays, yeah. I hope we do that again this year. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I've never seen a guy work harder than Jess Settles in this business. He, He's now moving up the ranks of Big Ten Network. Yeah, he, when he, he does his he does his homework. He did a bunch of the Mountain West stuff for yeah. Fox FS1 because he was doing TJ's games okay. for a long time at okay. UNLV. Well, that makes me feel better. Not, he is an absolute now, rock star. If you would say the same thing about Jacob Jakes or Chris Kingsbury, I wouldn't care. I'd still want to. <laughs> I love Chris Kingsbury. Uh, I, I had him on the show uh, a couple years ago. Settles hooked me up with him. Luke Recker. Isn't or, Kingsbury's kid going to Iowa or something? I don't know. Yeah, he's like walking on, I think. But anyways, good for Jess Settles. Well, when you're he's, you're, in, he's when you're a, in college for nine years. Oh, stop it! That's low hanging fruit. <laughs> it's an old joke. I will. I know. I will go to war for Settles. He's a really good you, dude. So thirty point spread. I play Iowa State. I think I would too. Iowa State might cover the thirty in the first. They're going to be. I mean, it, it, this is going to be a. That's like the Monroe game, like I said earlier. Yeah, I, this is like fifty six to fourteen. How are they going to get 14? Uh, Tate Martell. Tate Martell's going to run around. Tate going to break loose. Yeah, Tate Martell might For, get him. Uh, a little housekeeping. Clones dropped in the AP poll. Did they do the AP poll yeah, today? Yeah, to 14. That's not bad. Coaches was 15. I, I, th- I, I thought it was. I mean, I, I, I thought they'd go further for I would that. put Iowa State 17, 18, 19 range, but the. There, so I, you know, like the quarterback play right now, it's it's concerning. But it's a weird top. Like, look at A and M about lost Ohio State. Ohio lost. State lost uh, Iowa. We know with Iowa's offense, they're listen. They're, they're susceptible. Gonna, they to, are very susceptible. Is the right word? Yeah. Like you can work your way back into this thing, but it you have no margin. Like you can't. Yeah. This was it. This was it. So. You know, you've got ten games left. If you want to make a playoff, you got to win them all. Playoff, be, beat Oklahoma. Playoff, but at, even beyond that, if you you <laughs> sorry you left it. No, well. I know you can <laughs> still you can still get to a Big Twelve championship. In fact, yes, if you, you ask win the Big if you ask me, even today, even after yesterday, Oklahoma and Iowa State are still the favorites to get to the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, I mean, who else would be? I don't think it's Texas. Like I've been on this. Well, Texas TCU struggled. Oklahoma State hasn't been very good. Uh, K State has been nice, but I mean that win over Stanford looks better. It does because they beat USC. Clay Helton's getting fired. Get ready for those rumors. Baylor hasn't been very good, so Kansas, Kansas. They got a quarterback. You like you 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 piece it together and all right. Season's not over. No, but I'm still frustrated. I get it. I'm so am I. All right. Well, I hope I see a lot of people out in Vegas. That's going to be fun. It's we'll going to be a bowl game. We'll see a lot of people. Are you? Uh, My are you just going to hydrate all week, or what? I, how I does this work? I don't know. If I I haven't spent a lot of time in Vegas, so I don't really know. I don't really we're, know how to handle this. You and me are just. We're. I'll tell you what we're going to do. If you guys want to hang out with me and Bloom, we'll where be are we going to be? We'll be at the Golden Nugget and Binions. That's on Fremont. I we're have not, a. We're not spending the twelve dollars for the no, Bud Lights. Absolutely not. <laughs> we're staying at the Mandalay Bay with all the Cyclone Liquor and Cyclone Fanatic Charter folks. I have a Binion's player card. Did you know that? Why? You spend enough time at that place. What's a what's a what's a blackjack table? 
Well, you get so 10, 10 buck. You not on the strip. Okay. 20, 20 Fremont now. street. You can find $5. Okay. That's why you ask, why do you yeah, go to Binion's? Yeah, I, yeah, That's not, why, because I can play $5 blackjack. Speaking of Vegas, some of us are sports writers. We, we have to mention this. What was TJ Otzelberger doing yesterday? <laughs> we love the Cyclones. We're going to work hard. Integrity. <laughs> Gratitude. Uh, it was like uh, somebody, somebody, it was like a pro wrestling promo. I felt like uh, um, movie I, uh, Gladiator. He was going to come out with, are you not entertained? We love Matt Campbell. Time for loose balls. It was very awkward. I think that it's a was, weird situation. I though. think he was floored by the feedback and yeah, the it's, it's microphone. One of the hardest things to do in any type of broadcast is when you're in a stadium that size with a microphone when you can't hear yourself. It's awful. You, you keep waiting to hear the feedback and it doesn't come, and so you feel like you have to like elongate everything, and then you wait for the crowd. And it's just, just it leads to very weird. But it was and TJ to his credit is not a big like public speaker. He's just not. He's great in one on one, and like he he that was probably not. I don't know. It was. I wish he honestly I, his comfort zone a little bit. I wish he just would have gone out there and said, "Let's beat the Hawks." Like that. Honestly, <laughs> like Hilton Coliseum. It, yeah, like. But I'm sure he was coached by somebody. I I, I have no idea. I did te- I did text him immediately and make fun of him. Okay, so good. and he would he would. He, he would take it. Oh, he yeah. thought it was great. Like he, see, uh, Talon, Horn Tucker, George Nyang, and Tyrese were all there yesterday. Which is pretty cool. I did see that. Yeah. No, Monte was there. I actually Monte saw Monte. Monte was there too. Yeah, I yeah, said hey to him. So it was a who's who. Yeah, Monte was tailgating, and um, I saw him in S seven. How do you get that donor pass? <sighs> yeah, you know. No, some when people. you're making ten million a year. What'd you think of my uh, RV setup? This is really good. Yeah, you, you enjoy did, that. You so you you kind of talked down yourself that you weren't going to belong there. You belonged. We had fun, you, you man. Comfortable. Friday night was a blast. And shout out to all the, the the best part of the weekend for me was all the f- friends the, that I met. The RV family. Yeah, like I mean, we had ton of patrons and premium members come up and say hi. They saw the Cyclone Fanatic truck. And we're going to be there all year. My daughters uh, uh, loved it. Like, my my daughters on Friday night were just on their little scooters all over the place. And I was That's I was awesome. watching my, my Lance Leipold-led Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, but, no, <laughs> yeah, like. That, that was that worked really well. Shout out to Josh, who was next door to me. He helped me get my satellite dish set up. Cool. Because he had just done the same thing earlier that day. Got to get the right alignment. Yeah, like, we had a lot of fun. And it was cool, like. Clover from Mechdine came over. You came over. Oh. I'm going to do it all year. Jay Chapman from the Gridiron Yeah, Jay Chapman was door. hanging out. Had a couple of cold beers with him. Like, we had a really good time. I want to... So, a very nice gentleman. I was walking around campus Friday, um, and a, a nice gentleman from Montana stopped me and said, Hey, I just want to thank you guys for the podcast. It keeps me locked into Iowa State when I'm in Montana. So Awesome. It was, I mean, it was, we don't get a lot of that, but it's always nice to yeah. hear when... When you run into people, and that's why well, that's why Vegas is gonna be great. We can hopefully see a lot of you in the Mandalay Day, Mandalay Bay lobby. We'll be yeah. spending some time. There. I think. I mean, that's kind of like the Iowa State headquarters, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, that's where we're at so as come, well. Come over and say hello. We're right across the street from the stadium. I am super excited. I'm taking the day off. I am watching the game like a fan. 
Sitting oh, with the big uh, Cyclone Fanatic guy, Steve Kemp. He's a big yep. patron. Awesome, and Steve. Good guy with us. So I'm going to sit with my family, and I'm just going to watch the game and hang out with our charter people. And yeah, I'll probably uh, you know, I'll probably place a few bets. Good, actually, good time to go to Vegas. Just go a little vacation. Hopefully, forget about what happened last week and. Set the table for what's ahead. Still think a lot of take it out things. on the running rebels. Take take it out on the slot machines and the rebels. Don't do too many of the slot machines, though. I'm a skilled is that, player. Is that a guy. bad investment? I think so. What's but. the highest, like the percentage play? Like if you're if you're if you're gambling. I mean, doesn't it? The house wins because or else they wouldn't have gambling. But however, what's my best chance? Like in a 52-48 situation, or it's got to be. Blackjack, blackjack, or I mean, you just go and I don't craps. I don't. You I, just I, go I to dabble. do roulette and do black or red, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. literally it's fifty fifty. But that, but but, but then, you, then the there's juice. got the in the yeah, they got a couple of the other spots. So you're not quite fifty fifty. Oh yeah, okay, you're right. House always wins. However, yeah. where's my best chance to not lose all my money? My one of my, <laughs> uh, at the Cosmo. I I haven't been to many. Honestly, I swear to God, I've only gambled it one strip casino because I hate them so much. I, I always go to Fremont Street. I never hang out at the strip. Mm-hmm. Um, I The strip just peaks my anxiety. It's awful for me. Um, at Cosmo, right when you walk in, the first table on the right, there's a war table. War? Like, like yeah. when we play when we were eight? Yeah. <laughs> it's a $5 minimum war table. I spent like three hours there one night. <laughs> And then the first day I got there, I walked in. I, I hadn't even put my, I haven't even checked my bags in yet. And I wouldn't put $50 on war, won it, and walked away. That was my first two drinks. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Hey, war. Speaking what of, is it good for? Speaking of things that were great so, when we were uh, younger, do you know who's, who's playing Thursday night at the Mandalay Bay on the beach? Who? 98 degrees. Shut up, really? Remember them? Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey and Drew Lachey. And that other guy that nobody knows who it is. Wow. 98 degrees. I mean. That's incredible. I mean, we got we to gotta give it a shot, at least for a little bit, right? I'm there. Just Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to be at the Golden Nugget. <laughs> who, who says? This is uh, Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah. Waking up in Vegas. What happened to Katy Perry? She had like a three-year run where she was... Well, Lane Kiffin like invited her to Oxford recently. Okay. Yeah, I saw she, her in the news. That was a thing like eight years ago where she did game day in Oxford. Yeah, and, and right. she like was seen like just getting hammered yeah. in the bars and there. And she dated that one guy with the long hair for a little bit. No, not the court. That was kind of a fake thing. Oh. But Katy Perry from like 10 to 13 was was great. Now it just happened to Katy Perry. She kissed a girl and she liked I it. I guess. All right. We'll see you guys in Vegas. We'll, we'll see 98 degrees and you you all there too. Go clones. That's what you get.